Welcome to Hope Sabbath School, an in-depth, interactive study of the Word of God. We're in a series on the Psalms. You'll be amazed to see how they come alive. The theme today, the Lord reigns. What does that mean for your life and my life today? Well, stay tuned for Hope Sabbath School. Welcome. Welcome to the team. Good to be together. This is a great series. A lot of us grew up knowing some of the Psalms, but, but really getting a hold of the depths of these messages is really powerful. We've got a couple of uh, remote team members joining us today. So let's see who we're going to welcome. Glennie, good to see you again. Glad you're here. Welcome, Scott. Good to see you. Glad you're here. And Tendi, good to see you with us today. Always good to have our remote team members with us. And it's great to have you with us, too, our Hope Sabbath School family around the world. Here are just a few notes we've received recently. Doan May writes from the Philippines and says, Hello, Hope Sabbath School team. Hello. Hello. I'm from Manila. I'm blessed to witness your interactive studies on Hope TV Philippines. I always watch the uploaded video every Friday evening. For me, it helps me understand more and more so I can participate in our group Bible study every Sabbath. May God prosper your team. More heavenly wisdom, Doanne May. Well, Doanne, thanks for writing to us from the Philippines. Here's a note from Rosalind in Barbados. Anyone would like to go and visit Rosalind in Barbados? <laughs> Hello, sisters and brothers in Christ, she writes. I'm watching from Barbados. Thank you very much for making Bible truth so simple. Amen. Amen. May God bless the Sabbath school team. Amen. Here's a handwritten note from a donor in Texas. And the donor writes and says, I went to Chicago for 10 days and I miss you so much because <laughs> they don't have Hope Channel on the TV there. <laughs> I want my donation to bless Hope Sabbath School and I'd like to try to double my donation so half can go to Hope Sabbath School and half somewhere else where it's needed. Thank you, Hope Sabbath School, for a job well done. Keep up the good work. And that's a note from a donor in Texas. Thank you. You know who you are. You're a faithful partner in this ministry. And thanks to each one of you that partners with us to share this good news of God who loves us with an immeasurable and unfailing love. One last note from Eric in Zambia. We get a lot of emails from Zambia, don't we? I used to say we got a million people watching. I think we have a million people watching in Zambia. <laughs> My name's Eric. I've been a member of Hope Sabbath School since 2010. I'm coming from a background where I used to shun Bible study class at church because they never used to appeal to me. But the good news is that my life hasn't been the same since the day I tuned into Hope Sabbath School. <laughs> the scripture songs have been a source of joy as they make memorizing scripture fun and easy. The studies are always presented in a way that's very easy to understand which equips me with points and knowledge to share with my fellow class members during a study at church. A big thank you to you, Hope Sabbath School family, for being beacons of hope to many souls and being conduits of evangelism to take the gospel to the whole world. May God bless you 
In Jesus' name. Amen. Well, Eric, we'd like to meet you in person, but you mentioned the Scripture songs. I've got a special surprise for you and for all Hope Sabbath School members. We have a special gift for you during this series on the Psalms. It is a collection of six trilogy Scripture songs from the Psalms. I think Psalm 9, Psalm 27, Psalm 42, Psalm 105, Psalm 134, and Psalm 139. I hope you remembered all of those. <laughs> but you can go to our website, hopetv.org slash hopess. Click on the free gift tab and get your collection of Trilogy Scripture songs, including the theme song that we will be singing as part of this series. We pray that you'll be blessed as you do that. Maybe you've learned our theme song already. Right now we're going to sing it. It's, Oh, Give Thanks to the Lord. Let's sing together. like to hear you sing. I wish I could hear all of our Hope Sabbath School members around the world. Wish I could hear you sing because I know you never imagined you'd be singing on television going around the world, right? But but the Spirit always reminds me it's not about us. It's all about Him, right? Amen. So if people say, I think I'll sing with them, it will sound better. That's okay. <laughs> but what a beautiful message we've heard. Mm. Let's pray as we study together today. Lord God, what a theme, the Lord reigns. And I pray that as we study, the Holy Spirit would bless not only here in the studio with our remote team members, but Hope Sabbath School members around the world, that we would be blessed profoundly in a supernatural way to know that you reign, Lord God, That's right. and that we are secure in you. Amen. Is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, we're studying from the Psalms, and the theme today is found in the first three words of a number of Psalms. So if you just look really quickly, you don't have to read it. Psalm 93, first three words. Psalm 97, first three words. Psalm 99, first three words. Anybody want to shout out what they are? The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. And whenever, at least in my New King James, it's all capitalized, that's the name Yahweh. 
the great I am. Tell them I am has sent you. So that's the personal name of God, not Elohim or El Shaddai, but Yahweh. In the Bible, in some versions at least, they will go all capital letters. Mm -hmm. So the theme of our study is that Yahweh, the one true God, reigns. Amen. We're going to study about how he reigns as creator, as sovereign, and as judge, and why that's good news for us today. So let's begin in Psalm 8 and verse 1. And Kenneth, if you'd begin our study today, Psalm 8, verse 1, and then verses 3 through 9, we're talking here about the Lord, our Creator, reigns. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. It reads, O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth, who have set your glory above the heavens. When I consider your heavens, the works of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, what is man that you are mindful of him, and the son of man that you visit him? For you have made him a little lower than the angels, and you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet, all sheep and oxen, even the beasts of the field, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea that pass through the path of the seas. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Amen. Uh, well, I wish that I could hear uh, the psalmist. Uh, that's one of David's psalms, right? Mm -hmm. uh, on the instrument of Gath, whatever that was. I wish we could hear him sing, but what is he particularly praising God for in this psalm? Anyone? Creation. Creation, Creation. right. Mm -hmm. And he focuses specifically humanity on us right on the creation of the human family let's look at another psalm 100 and zandili if you'd read that for us psalm 100 is one of the songs that my wife's put to music and i like to sing it make a joyful shout new king james and uh, let's see how it reads in your bible it's a short scripture song but again one that's been inspired by the holy spirit so, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. It says, Make a joyful shout to the Lord, all you lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful to him and bless his name. For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting, and his truth endures to all generations. Amen. Thank you so much for reading that. I'm, I'm singing it while, while she's reading, but it is he who has made us and what? We are, we are the sheep. No, we didn't make ourselves. You know, that's an interesting challenge to a lot of philosophy today, right? Yeah. We're trying to engineer life, mm. and you know, we may try to mutate or change things, but we are not the Creator. Mm -hmm. It is He who made us. Scott, could you read for us Psalm 33, verses 6 through 9? Um, 
another important reference to the Lord, our Creator, as the one who reigns. Psalm 33, verses 6 through 9. I'll be reading from the ESV. By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth, all their host. For he spoke, and it came to be. He commanded, and it stood firm. Thank you, Scott. And one last uh, passage, uh, Nicole, if you could read Psalm 19. This is a common theme. We'll look at just the first four verses. But a common theme in the Psalms is that the Lord who reigns is our creator. And I'm reading from the New International Version, Psalms 19, verse 1 through 4. The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. They have no speech. They use no words. No sound is heard from them. Yet their voice goes out into all the earth. Their words to the ends of the world. In the heavens, God has pitched a tent for the sun. (laughs) So let me ask you a question. Anybody here enjoy nature? Anybody enjoy nature? Okay. I saw quite a few hands. So Gladys, let me start with you. What are some things that you learn about the Creator from your time in nature? I love to see the little flowers when the the spring is coming, that they start budding. And in my walk, I just see how there was nothing there one week and then the next week they just start coming out and the colors and the beauty and nobody supposedly standing to it and it, you can see god in there mm. all right there's the spring flowers popping up yes they were there we just couldn't see them we right see them, yeah. anybody else uh, travis well derek uh, my wife and i live in the middle of the woods and um we have so many animals that come right up to our house, whether it be deer and bear and bobcats. And oh, my. We've seen all these just even in the last year. And we get up in the morning, just can't wait to see them and, and watch the fawns play and the baby raccoons roll around. And you just know that, that, that we have a God who created. Amen. Beautiful. Nicole? You know, I love the summer, but I love walking and just closing my eyes and putting my face to the sun and just feeling the rays and this warmth of the sun. It just feels like God has given me a hug. Mm. So for me, I just love that kind of warm, quiet time that I spend outside. And the fact that in this system of the universe, there are places where life can even exist is a miracle of God, right? Yeah. yeah. It's not a sun that's burning you up, right, exactly. but it's giving you life. Kailinda? I love spending time in nature, but as a scientist, I also study the invisible parts of nature. I wondered if I could read a Bible verse from of a different psalm. Can. Where is it found? This is um, Psalm 104. Okay. And I will be reading um, verses 25, uh, 24 and 25. Okay, Psalm mind. 104. And this is from the New King James Version. Psalm starting 20, at 104, verses 24 and 25. And 25. All right. O Lord, how manifold are your works. In wisdom you have made them all. The earth is full of your possessions, this great and wide sea, in which are innumerable teeming things, living things, both small and great. (laughs) It reminds me that there's a whole world under the microscope that God also cares for. And you focus on the small things as a scientist, right? But small and great, the hand of the Creator. Uh, One more comment from Kenneth, and then I want to ask, what 
what can we not learn from nature? Where, where, where do we need extra revelation besides just from nature? What questions are left unanswered? But Kenneth, first, so, time noticing um, Creator. So recently, my wife and I, we went on a safari. Oh, and I'm guessing that was not in Maryland. No, in, in Kenya. <laughs> in Kenya. And one of the beautiful things is sometimes we need to get up early to go and see some of the animals. Mm. And we come late. And sometimes when you look at the sunset, as against the silhouette of these animals, it looks so beautiful. Mm. Mm. But to tie into the question you ask, looking at that, you won't know so much about God. Mm. You see the creation of God, but there are some characters you need the Bible, which is a special revelation to know mm. about God. Mm. And let's go to that if we can. And Stephanie, if you could help us in the same Psalm 19 that talks about uh, the creation. Uh, let's look at verses 7 through 11, because there are some unanswered questions. Well, if God the Creator is, is so, makes such beautiful things and why is there also violence? Mm -hmm. Why is there suffering? Mm -hmm. I, I need some help, and I may not learn all of that just from nature, right? Mm -hmm. So let's look at um, Psalm 19, verses 7 through 11. All right, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, yea, than much fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Glenny, you want to respond to, to that uh, insight from Psalm 19? Yes. So in response to what are some things that are left unanswered um, by the study of nature is, like you had just man mentioned, uh, the why behind sin and suffering. And we see in Psalm 19, there are a few things that are missing. We're missing conversion. We don't have wisdom. We need rejoicing, we need enlightenment, we need a cleaning, we need righteousness. And that can only be found, according to this verse, from the law of God. Mm, thank you for pointing that out. We, we value nature. Mm -hmm. We ought to study the little and the great mm -hmm. in order to see the Creator's hand and that He reigns. But, but that doesn't do away with the need for what we call special revelation, right? Yes. Who are you? Yes, in fact, I want to add that it's through the study of the, the cruelty in nature that a lot of people ask that question, why is there so much suffering mm. in this world? Mm. Yes, it's really beautiful to see animals playing, but mm. in the reality at this time is animals kill each other. Mm -hmm. When you witness those sufferings that animals go through, you have to ask the question, why? And I believe as we have been pointing out here, this is where the special revelation of the character of this Creator becomes very important. Mm, right. We're going to continue to study about the Lord reigning as our King or Sovereign. I quoted a few Psalms at the beginning, Psalm 93, 97, 99, uh, but let's go to Psalm 97 
And if we could read verses 1 and 2, let's uh, see what we learn. Kailinda, could you read verses 1 and 2 of Psalm 97 for us? I will read from the New King James Version. The Lord reigns. Let the earth rejoice. Let the multitude of isles be glad. Clouds and darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Hmm. Well, you're just talking about the character, Puya. So what do we learn about the, the, Lord, the Lord who is sovereign reigning from this verse? Uh, from verse 2, uh, mm-hmm. it says that the foundation of his throne is righteousness and justice. Mm-hmm. That's the character. But it's interesting that uh, the previous line says, but there's some clouds or darkness that seems to cover his justice from our view. Mm. Mm-hmm. Let's keep reading. Glennie, could you read in the same Psalm 97, verse 9 for us? And I'll be reading from the New King James Version, and it says, For you, Lord, are most high above all the earth. You are exalted far above all gods. Mm. All right. Mm. So his dominion is? Everywhere. Everywhere. Now, of course, it could get much broader and say, everywhere, as in not just this earth, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Tendi, could you read for us Psalm 47, verses 7 and 8? We're talking in this series about the Lord reigns in the Psalms. He reigns as creator, but he also reigns as sovereign or king. Mm -hmm. Psalm 47, verses 7 and 8. And I'll be reading from the New King James. For God is the king of all the earth, Sing praises with understanding. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. So he's reigning as sovereign. So I'll give you a chance to reflect and uh, maybe Gladys, you could start and then we'll share. The sovereign ruler of the universe who also happens to reign as creator, he takes a personal interest in each one of his children. Mm-hmm. Struggles we're going through joys and sorrows. What does it mean to you? What does it mean for you today to know that the one who reigns uh, has a personal interest in you? It just makes it more bearable mm. when you're going through through difficult situation or you receive bad news mm. or a diagnosis of no cure. Mm. Then you come and, and reflect that the king of the universe, the one who, who built the stars and, and holds the whole galaxy in his hand, mm. come close to touch your hands. Amen. And our Hope Sabbath School family knows that you've been through some challenges with that, with your, you had a tumor some time ago. And so that's very personal for you. Yes, because um, recently I got even worse news than that. Mm. But um, God is faithful. Ooh, you know, there's a lot of Hope Sabbath School members around the world who love you, Gladys. I know. And what we recognize is that we live in a broken world. Mm. So we need not only to see the beauty of the flowers, yeah. <laughs> but we need hope. Yes. That's why it's called Hope mm. Sabbath School. Mm-hmm. Amen. Someone's watching today. I know I've got many emails from you. How's Gladys doing? Mm -hmm. And she's saying, I'm facing a challenge, but I'm in the hand of of a creator. 
and a sovereign. Amen. Maybe you're going through a challenge and you said, well, I thought it was just me, Pastor Derek. No. We all, trial and tribulation comes to each person. But the Lord reigns. Amen. The Lord reigns. Amen. Well, we want to continue our study. Thank you for sharing that with us. Anybody else want to share what it means for you to know that the Lord reigns? Scott? You know, if we make a comparison with an earthly ruler, some political leader only cares about me to the extent that it might further that politician's goals or or get votes. Mm. And with God, it's just so different. God has so much power. God has so little need for me. He could do his, (laughs) get his will done without my help. And yet God cares about me. Yet he, each individual person he cares about. And to me, that's just the amazing thing about how God is sovereign and yet involved in our lives. Thank you for pointing that out. You're so right. A lot of people, they're as interested in you as they can benefit from you, right? But God actually is interested so he can give to you. Yeah. The Lord reigns. If If we learn one thing from our study of the Psalms today, it would be... The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. Is the creator. He's king over all the earth. Amen. Let's take a look at the Lord as our judge. Psalm 75, verse 7, Travis. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. But God is the judge. He puts down one and exalts another. Mm. Mm. All right, so the theme of of judge, 96. uh, Stephanie, if you could read verses 11 through 13. You say the word judge and good news doesn't seem to go together, but actually, if it's the Lord who reigns, who's our creator and our sovereign, then actually it's good news, isn't it, that he's our judge? That's right. Verses 11 to 13 of Psalm 96. And the New King James Version says, Let the heavens rejoice and let the earth be glad. Let the sea roar in all its fullness. Let the field be joyful and all that is in it. Then all the trees of the woods will rejoice before the Lord, for he is coming, for he is coming to judge the earth. He shall judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with his truth. So I have a question for you. How do you put these two ideas together that God is loving and yet he's also coming to judge the earth Mm -hmm. and with that to judge the wicked? And if I understand scripture, there will be an end of the rebellion. Mm -hmm. How do I put those two ideas together? Uh, Gladys? I think that uh, we have to go back to the beginning, the reason for why there is a judgment. It's that Satan at the beginning made an accusation against God. Mm. So God has to defend his character in front of the whole universe. So when he is the creator, he is the one who gives everything, yet he has to defend his character. But when he when it comes to revealing through all these centuries, he has been showing the result of sin 
how Satan is destroying. So it can become clear before the whole universe. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to us, knowing that he's the creator, the sustainer of this earth, but at the same time, our lawyer, our defender, mm -hmm. it should give us peace to come into the judgment. Mm -hmm. I, I want to take us, if I can, and Pubi, maybe you can read it for us. I'm going to go out of the Psalms to Second Peter chapter mm -hmm. 3. Um, and I'd like you to read verses nine, verse 9 first and then 10 to 13. Mm -hmm. Because the idea of judgment and, and even destruction mm -hmm. seems to contradict the idea of a loving God. And yet I think the Apostle Peter puts it together. If you could read... Second Peter 3, verse 9 first, okay. but then read on, we'll look at 10 through 13. Sure, and I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Second Peter 3, verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Mm -hmm. So how many does He want to be saved? Oh. He wants everybody to be saved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, but he's not going to force them, right? Everybody has a choice to make. Sometimes we might finally, you said he wants his character to be revealed. Finally, like, how long, O oh Lord? We, we believe yeah. that the devil and his rebellion is evil mm -hmm. and that you are good. Mm -hmm. But it has to be settled for the universe, doesn't yes. it? But, but if you could read on, because even though the Lord is not slack and is long-suffering, mm -hmm. But what do the coming. next four or five words say in verse 10, if you could read on for, through verse 13? Sure. Second Peter three ten to 13 in the New King James Version. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise, and the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burnt up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of persons ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, hmm. looking for and hastening the coming of the day of God, because of which the heavens will be dissolved, being on fire, and the elements will melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to His promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. <laughs> I like the way Buya smiled. That's good news. But I want you to notice the first eight words in his English translation. Mm -hmm. God's long-suffering, not willing should any should perish. What are the first eight words in verse 10, at least in his translation? The but day, the, the day, day of, of the Lord will come. Lord will come. Yes. <laughs> it's coming. Yes. The Lord is coming to judge the earth in righteousness. Mm -hmm. Yes, Nicole. You know, I was, this is a uh, debate we were having recently amongst my friends, and we came up with the idea that God is so loving that He gives us our choice. Mm -hmm. And His His heaven is going to be one of righteousness. Mm -hmm. And if on this earth we don't want righteousness because we're living a life that we want, we're not going to be happy with Christ in heaven. So why would He put us in a position, a situation where we continue to be unhappy for the for eternity? Mm -hmm. So it's almost a loving thing that He says, I'm going to give you what you want, which is not to be with me mm. <laughs> and let you be. And then I'll just keep those who want to be with me. So it's just, it's a loving thing that he's giving us our mm. choice. That's hard to fathom, but yes. I think you're right. Uh, if it would be torturous to live where yeah. righteousness dwells yeah. for all eternity. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I'm not sure that sin can survive yeah. in mm. the glorious presence of God, uh, can it? Yeah. So 
when I was reflecting on this reading, one of the things I realized is that love is faithful. Mm. Love, love is faithful? Yeah, love mm. is accountable. And also love is long-suffering and patient. So for a loving God who is patient, His patience is for us to be repentant from our sin. And also He's faithful. And the accountability of love is what one day, as a righteous judge, He's going to judge the whole world in righteousness. Mm. So the fact that God is love doesn't give humanity the blanket check to live in how we want. Mm. That's a really important point. Now, I see a couple of hands raised. Someone's watching. Maybe you're watching today, and you're saying, I, I, uh, I'm terrified of standing before the judge because I've done many things. Uh, can you think of a psalm that would bring some hope? Uh, I see your hand, Scott, raised. Let me give you a chance to comment while people are thinking about a psalm, because is it possible someone's watching and going, uh, boy, I don't want to stand before the judge who is creator and sovereign. Hmm. Scott, your thought first. You know, what I was going to say about the judgment is, if we think about what is the alternative to the judgment, if God does not judge the world, what then? You know, evil reigns supreme. And that's not good for anybody. Mm. Um, and so we need a judge, a righteous judge who cannot be bought or sold or corrupted to deal with sin. And, to, you know, unfortunately, some people will insist on holding on to sin and they, you know, we wish that wouldn't happen, but it's reality. But ultimately, we want a judge who will put an end once and for all for, to sin. The startling thing is that at the end, every knee will bow. Mm -hmm. Amen. That means even the leaders of the rebellion. Yes. Just and true are your ways. Amen. O King of the Saints. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> you say, well, why, why then wouldn't they repent? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Tendi, help me out with that. One of our remote team members today. If, if every knee will eventually bow and say, just and true are your ways, O King of the Saints, why wouldn't they repent and accept the gift of eternal life through faith in Jesus? I'm thinking because of pride um, and refusal to give up uh, a sinful life. That's why they wouldn't repent. Hmm. But I would repent if I was in that position. <laughs> <laughs> You've already chosen to repent, Tendi, right? Anybody else? It's, a, it's kind of a conundrum, isn't it? When God is so kind and long-suffering, but he's also just. Travis? I would say um, just an easy answer is they believe the lie. They believe the lie. So they actually came. In fact, really, that is the unforgivable sin, where you believe the lie to the extent that you don't even ask to be forgiven, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Did anybody think of a psalm that might be an encouragement, Nicole, to someone? Uh, and Glennie, I see your hand too. Someone's watching Nicole and they say, you don't know all the things that I've done. The thought of standing before a holy judge is terrifying to me. What word came to your mind? Was it from the Psalms yes. or some? Okay. I have both. I have Psalms and not, but I'm Well, start Psalm within one. the Psalms. Which Psalm comes to mind? Psalm 103. 103. Yes. Would you like to read a portion of that yes. to us? Um, verses 1 through 5. The first okay. five of that. Let's take that a moment chapter. to find Psalm 103. 
And this is for someone who needs encouragement. Because oh, maybe for us. Yeah, for me. <laughs> right? Psalm 103, 103, 103 verses 1 to 5. 1 yes. And I'll read from the New International Version of that. It says, Praise the Lord, my soul, all my inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins and heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. (laughs) (laughs) Who forgives all your your iniquities. Now, that's the same psalmist Zendili, and I, I think, Glennie, you had your hand raised too, right? That's the same psalmist who wrote Psalm 51. Yes. We'll come back to that in a minute. What does he say in Psalm 51? Do you remember? Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, O God. Create in me a clean heart. So he'll forgive all of our iniquities if... We confess. We confess and ask for forgiveness, right? Glennie? I'm, I was drawn by this verse, uh, I mean, also Psalm 103, verses 10 to 12, which says, He does not treat us as our sins deserve or repay Amen. us according to our iniquities. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far has he removed our transgression from us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's really good news. I'm not going to ask you, Travis, to confess on Hope Channel all of the sins you've committed. But it says he's not dealt with us according to our sins. Is that good news? Mm. What was your thought here? Derek, I don't know if anybody talked about the judgment more than the psalmist. Mm. It was, and he would always um, talk about his sins prior to talking about this. He looked forward to the day when Jesus would judge in righteousness and his name would be cleared. I think Gladys said something that was crucially important to our study today, especially in this context, is that without a righteous judge, we stand accused. Mm -hmm. And so unless Jesus judges in our favor, we will stand condemned. Mm -hmm. We need the judgment. And unless we have a righteous judge as... uh as Scott pointed out, evil will continue unchecked mm. for eternity. Yes. Puya. I want to read another verse. Okay. From Psalm 34, 22. All right. I love the when you come up with verses from the passages we're studying. Psalm 34. 34, verse 22. Psalm 34 and verse 22. Yes, this will also be in the context of a judgment, I okay. believe. Okay. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version. The Lord redeems the soul of his servants, and none of those who trust in him shall be condemned. Amen. Amen. I like the way you read that. None. (laughs) (laughs) But what was it saying, though? None who what? Trust Trust in him. Place be condemned. Yeah. Yeah. We've got lots of hands raised, Zandili and then Kailinda. Uh, I'm on Psalm chapter 51, the prayer of David. Okay. Uh, Psalm 51. Yes. And uh, this is one of the psalms that David composed under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. We're talking here, I guess, how we can face the judgment without fear, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because how many of us have sinned? Oh. Oh. Is there a particular verse, Zandili, you'd like to read? Uh, 
when I was reading, I saw that from verses, uh, verse 1, he praises God, and then uh, verse 2 to 6, he's acknowledging his sin. He's saying, Lord, I just did not sin against you, but I've also sinned against the least of these. Mm. So if we are if we want to face the judgment without fear, we have to acknowledge our sins. And uh, that is not enough. After acknowledging our sins, he then prays for cleansing. Would you read verses 10 to 12? It's one of my favorite passages in the Psalms, maybe because I've needed it so much. <laughs> but Psalm 51, verses 10 through 12, and you have the New King James Version. Okay. Yes, and it reads, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. And then restore to me? Restore to me the joy of your salvation, uh, and uphold me by your generous spirit. I love that. I love that. Uh, <laughs> Description, uphold me by your generous, generous. generous. another translation. Willing spirit. You're willing. I like generous better, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, because it's more than we deserve, isn't it? Yes. yes. So yes. when did you come to realize, and let me start with Tendi. Tendi, when did you come to realize that you didn't need to be afraid of the judgment? You've already testified here in our study that you've chosen to confess your sin and trust in your Savior. When did you come to realize uh, that you didn't need to be afraid of the judgment, of, of the Lord who reigns as judge? When I read and understood 1 John 1, mm. verse 9, which reads... Wait, wait, hold on a second, Tendi. <laughs> mm -hmm. We want everybody to find it, because that's an important verse, isn't it? 1 yes. John, 1 John... 1 John. Chapter 1. Chapter 1. And verse 9. Yes. And what translation do you have there? I'll be reading it in the New King James Version. All right. If we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. So tell me, tell me you said when you read that, but I'm guessing you claimed that that they I, I, lost the fear of the judgment. Yes, um, I, I didn't know the verse existed. I knew only of Psalm 51, but when I discovered this verse and I claimed it, fear of judgment left because I understood that I could be reconciled with God um, if I confess my sins. Mm. Beautiful. Amen. Amen. Now, Tendi said something very important. I don't know if you heard it, but she said, I didn't know that this text existed, mm -hmm. but when I found it. Yeah. What, what, what lesson could we learn from that? Scott, um, you got your hand raised there. Maybe you can help us. And then if you have another comment. Tendi said, I didn't know that text existed, but when I found it, what lesson can we learn from that? That's one of the benefits of spending time reading the Bible, uh, because the more we read, the more we learn, and we can we can find out all these um, all these great things. Um, I know my own experience. Um, there was a time in my life when I had um, really encountered a lot of sensationalism about about the judgment and it was such a such a scary concept and 
when I started to understand what salvation was truly about and, and how it's God's work, it's God who works on you to will and to do according to his good, good pleasure, that, that God that God loves me, that, that God's trying to save me, it, it took a lot of the fear out because it realized, you know what, I don't have to be afraid of God. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the Lord who reigns. He reigns as creator, mm-hmm. sovereign, that's king, and as judge. Mm-hmm. And uh, I want to give someone else a chance, Glennie, maybe to share. Uh, I don't know if you want to respond to when you finally realized you didn't need to be afraid of the judgment or something else related to the Lord reigning. Right. So in response to the nature of fear, fear, the problem with fear occurs when we resort to either avoidance behaviors, which end up ends up being self-destructive. For instance, a child might have done something wrong and then might go into the corner and hide or run away with the fear of what kind of punishments the, the parent may impo- impose on the child. And, and we see that in Genesis itself when when God came around asking Adam, Eve, where are you? And then they were just hiding and made their own cover up for their mistakes. So I always had this idea of, oh, wait, I, I cannot, if God fully knows, or even if people, if they fully know me for who I am, then, then they're not going to accept me. But it's nice to see in Psalm 139 that God, despite God fully knowing you, and creating you, He fully loves you. Uh, we see in Psalm 139, verses 17 to 18, How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God! How great is your sum of them! If I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I'm still with you. So instead mm-hmm. of my fear uh, driving me away from God, uh, I began to understand that maybe my fear can draw me closer to God mm-hmm. because He's the one who can give me solutions for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Stay with us, Glennie, because I want you to read the end of that psalm. Would you do that for mm-hmm. us? Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. Because if what Glennie said is true, that perfect love will cast out the fear. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it say that in the scripture? Yes. Uh, let's see how the psalmist ends this scripture song in verses 23 and 24, Glennie. It says, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Isn't that a change (laughs) from running in fear to saying, here I am, Lord, search me and see if there's any wicked, grievous, hurtful way in me and lead me, which may involve leading me out of that Mm -hmm. to what you have for me, Kailinda and then Sandili. I'd like to read from Psalm 102. Okay. Just, this is exciting. We're, we're, we're exploring the Psalms together. And I'm thankful today that the Lord reigns, aren't you? Yes. The Lord reigns. What verse would you like to read in Psalm 102? Verses 17 through 20. Okay. Psalm 102, verses 17 through 20. And this is a a prayer about someone who's afflicted and who's maybe unsure about how God views the world and what God wants to do for judgment. Okay. But God promises, starting in verse 17 from the New King James Version, He shall regard the prayer of the destitute and shall not despise their prayer. This will be written for the generation to come 
that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. For he looked down from the height of his sanctuary. From heaven, the Lord viewed the earth to hear the groaning of the prisoner, to release those appointed to death. Mm. And it, when I read this, and the psalmist says this is written for people yet to be created, I thought the psalmist was thinking about us. Mm -hmm. And God looked down and he said, I'm going to release the people from their suffering. Mm. And that's mm. coming. And I like the thought, the more, I think it was Scott who pointed out, the more we read the scriptures, mm -hmm. the more these truths come to our minds. Mm. Sandeli? Uh, I wanted to tie this uh, 18 of Psalm chapter 51 and what uh, Tendi said about First John uh, 1 verse 9. Okay, so would you like to read that verse for us? Psalm uh, 51 verse and verse 18? Eight. Oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> verse 13. Yes, verse 13. Okay. Then I will teach transgressors your ways and sinners shall be converted to you. Mm -hmm. uh, we don't have to fear judgment. When we confess our sins to Christ and when he forgives us, he will restore us to the joy of his salvation. And when he has restored us, my story that I was fearing of, I can tell it to Kailinda and it could bring somebody else who does not know Christ into the knowledge of Christ because it is by my story when I have been changed mm -hmm. that will bring other people and be converted to Christ. That's yeah. a powerful thought. I wonder, that's actually bringing us towards the close of our study because when we understand mm -hmm. that the Lord reigns, mm -hmm. creator, sovereign, judge, and that he cares about us, it sets us free from needing to hide, like Lenny said. But rather I can come, and what was that prayer again in verse uh, 23 of Psalm 139? Search me, O God. You don't do that if you don't trust someone, right? Search me, O God, and know my heart. But I liked what Zandili said, and that is, it's not just about me. Mm. So what are some of the blessings? Maybe, Puya, you can give us a blessing and, and then uh, some others can share. What are some blessings that come when we learn to trust the Lord who reigns? Mm. We said one blessing, I guess, is that we have part of his mission. Mm -hmm. We're going to teach other people his ways and sinners will become obedient mm -hmm. to you. Mm. Are there any other blessings uh, that come to your mind, Puya, when we've learned to trust the Lord who reigns. Sure, from Psalm 34, verse 6 to 10. Okay, mm -hmm. Psalm 34. Yes, Psalm 34, verse 6 to 10, list out blessings that we can experience as we learn to trust in the Lord more. And I'll be reading from the New King James Version, Psalm 34, verse 6 to 10. This poor man cried out, and the Lord heard him, and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps all around those who fear him, and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. <laughs> Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. Yes. Oh, fear the Lord, you His saints. There is no want to those who fear Him. Mm. The young lions lack and suffer hunger, mm. but those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. Amen. Amen. That's a beautiful promise. Mm. I thought of another verse in Psalm 125. Gladys, could you read that for us? And then I notice you have a comment too. Mm -hmm. But just uh, read verse uh, 1 and 2 of Psalm 125, because this isn't just theory, this is practice, That's right. that the Lord reigns, mm -hmm. He's creator, sovereign, and judge. 
And we don't need to run and hide from him. Yep. We can actually run to him. Amen. Amen. What, what's a blessing that comes? Psalms 125, verses 1 and 2 from the New International Version. And he says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be shaken, but endures forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, both now and forevermore. Amen. 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 Security. Yes. The Lord surrounds his people. That's a blessing that comes to us. So I'm going to take the last few minutes and give you an opportunity. And I'd like to share with our Hope Sabbath School members. I wish you'd write to us and share uh, when you learned to trust the Lord and what blessings came to your life. Mm -hmm. Write to us at sshope at hopetv.org. But I want to give our team here, our remote team members too, uh, when you came to just trust Him completely, and Gladys, I see your hand, and you've already shared today that you're walking through a challenging time. So I guess it's good to learn to trust Him ahead of that. Yes. But give us your testimony about learning to trust the Lord completely as the Lord who reigns. I know you guys have been with me through um, my brain tumor situation and the healing of that. and the return of that. Uh, but I did my checkup like I always surely do. Um, and now they discover cancer in my stomach, in my intestine. Okay. And when I met with oncologists, they said that uh, it's a very rare type and there is no cure, no treatment. And I remember when the oncologist said that, I started to laugh. And he said, why are you laughing? I said, because you don't have the answer, but I know who does. Amen. It was strange, Pastor Derek, that even though my tears were falling and I was crying, I felt peace Amen. that God, God had it. He had it and he had a reason for bringing it on me when I felt like, I was starting to live healthy again. I was doing everything health-wise that I could do. And it was this peace that God has a purpose for letting this happen. Mm -hmm. And just like you said, um, my favorite verse that came to my mind was Psalm 91. He who dwells under the shadow of the Almighty. And it's just that dwelling, that we're dwelling under the shadow of the Almighty. It's just that gives me that trust and that faith that He will have the final word. Amen. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. We're going to pray uh, for our, our dear sister Gladys, people around the world. You're part of our Hope Sabbath School family. We want to pray. But what a beautiful testimony mm. that the Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. Amen. Somebody else, you have a test. You say, how do you follow that? Yeah. It's like, but we all have challenges, right? Tendi, I see your hand. Um, the, talk to us about learning to trust the Lord completely. So when I left my home country last year to come to the U.S., I knew I was coming to marry my husband, but I didn't know what God wanted me to do with my life. So at the beginning of the year, I had three job offers, one at an embassy and then the two in the church. 
But the two in the church were just interviews. The embassy one was an offer. So I had to trust the Lord in rejecting the embassy one, knowing that he wanted me to serve him. It was his time for me to serve him with my skills. And I turned down one offer and went for my interviews and got the job. Mm -hmm. And it turns out that job was the best choice because I have the best boss, the best work environment, and I got a raise within <laughs> four months of working. So I learned to trust the Lord with all my heart and lean not into my own understanding. And I acknowledged him and he directed my path. Amen. And I just want to say I'm glad that Tendi came from Botswana yes. because she's part of our Hope Sabbath School team now. Amen. Amen. My friends, I don't know what you're dealing with in your life today. You say, Pastor Derek, I just want to remember the Lord reigns. Amen. Amen. The Lord reigns. He's our creator. He's our king, our sovereign. He's our judge. But even that is good news because he loves us and wants us to spend eternity with him. I just want to invite you to trust him with your whole heart because he loves you with an immeasurable and unfailing love today. And he'll love you forever. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, our hearts have been touched today as we have considered this important theme from the Psalms, that the Lord reigns, not just some distant monarch, but one who has drawn close to us to love us, to redeem us, to rescue us. Thank you for loving us with an immeasurable and unfailing love. Thank you for the promise you will be with us always, even to the end of the age. Teach us to trust you with our whole hearts, now and forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thanks for joining us for Hope Sabbath School. You say, Pastor Derek, whew, this is like real life, and the Bible can give you the courage and the hope you need to face life without fear as you trust wholly in God. Take that precious truth and go out and be a blessing to those around you.